Good afternoon, fellow Gooners. Welcome to another episode of Cannon Talk. I'm Ersan Morna, and of course, as usual, Aiden. How did everyone? Arsenal take on relegation, battling leads. You know, wasn't going to be an easy game. I mean, on paper it might be, but, you know, leads fighting for their lives at the moment. You know, they weren't going to come to the Emirates lying down. So, you know, it was up to Arsenal to take the initiative. Yeah. So, yes, uh, Arteta and the club, you know, pushed the whole war cry going into the fixture. I mean, with a crowd also in full voice uh, versus Arsenal, uh, sorry, versus Leeds. And I mean, we were also, you know, chasing another three points in this whole race for the top four. Um, the Gunners made just one change, uh, Cedric coming in for Tavares. And I mean, with Ben White still out with a tight hamstring, I mean, Rob Holding ended up keeping his spot. Uh, what was your take on the squad? Interesting to see Tomiyasu coming as a left back in. And I thought Cedric could have been shifted on that side, but it just shows that the signing of Tomiyasu, um, you know, we also get into his performance, but it just shows, like, you know, the versatility and what he adds to the squad, you know. It's, it's important yeah. to have players that can be competent in all positions, in, you know, whether they're a midfielder and can play across the midfield. But, you know, other than that, you know, I was kind of happy with it, you know, couldn't find any complaints. I bet you see Martinelli there as well because he's, he seems to be giving it, like, remind me of, not, you know, fully, but a bit of that Alexis Sanchez-esqueness to him where he at least takes on players, runs at players, so... You know, happy with all that. Yeah, so, I mean, the game kicks off Arsenal um, starting with a very fast and high uh, press. I mean, it yeah. impressed me. Um, then fifth minute, Luke Ailing under pressure ends up giving the ball to the keeper, Meslier. And I mean, Eddie starts, you know, chasing him down. And I mean, as a goalkeeper does that, I mean, I, at times I always find it like a cardinal sin. I mean, if any of you guys have also uh, played football back in the day, your coach would always tell you not to play a back pass towards your goal. And I mean, he allows, Wesley allows the ball to go across his body. And I mean, I could already see some sort of problem going to happen. And I mean, the minute he takes an extra touch and the ball rolls across the goal, Eddie, of course, takes that opportunity and he ends up sliding and bundles the ball on with the keeper. One or Arsenal. Yeah, no, it was a good goal by Nketi. And I mean, he's making a habit of chasing down defenders and keepers since he turned into the lineup. And his work rate paid off once again. So, you know, he always seems to be finding these positions to capitalize on the loose ball and things like that. So, you know, well done, Arsenal 1 0 and well done, Nketi. I mean, for me, it was kind of, you know, shades of a bombing to get those sort of lucky breaks. Yes. I think yes. Um, then, ninth minute, uh, Arsenal, of course, growing in, in confidence and stature. Leeds looking more and more, you know, shell-shocked and also just sitting deeper, allowing us to, you know, just smother them in their own box. Then, 10th minute, Martinelli maneuvers himself into the Leeds United penalty area. Um, our opponents, of course, look at sixes, at sevens as he's driving at them. And, I mean, it allows Martinelli then to cut the ball back for Eden Ketia, who ends up side-footing the ball on 2-0 Arsenal. Yeah, I know things were looking great and looking up. I mean, you know, um, I'd expected the night before Liverpool to kind of smash first, but yeah. you know, Spurs put in a good effort, so the pressure was on us. And then, you know, 2-0 to the Arsenal, we're coasting and you kind of just, you know, in cruise control, not cruise control, but kind of professionally hoping that they can, you know, maybe add another and add another, add another, since we need to yeah. catch up all the things on Spurs. Yeah, then 18th minute Martinelli, you know, is allowed again to uh, cross the wall across the Leeds penalty area. And Eden Ketia ends up missing it because I think he tried to foot, like, you know, volley it in with his foot. And 
even the commentators were saying he should have actually gone in with his head to stab it in at the, the far post. Yeah, no, uh, you know, Nketiah, you know, does well, but then you, you look at the good and the bad. Sometimes there's a, there's a bit of bad as well that comes with the good, but that should have been his hat trick and maybe, you know, wrapping the game up as well. Yeah. Then, 25th minute, uh, Martinelli draws the foul from Luke Ayling, uh, who, of course, dives in two-footed at, at uh, the Brazilian for uh, the winger. At first, the ref, uh, Chris Kavanaugh, ends up giving a yellow card, but then uh, VAR tells him to go have a check at the monitor. And I mean, by the time Kavanaugh comes back to the scene, uh, he then changes his decision from yellow to red, leads down to 10 men. Uh, I think at that point, you know, I'm sure you would have already, you know, that 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 hot monitors would have been taken off, you know, because there's no stress anymore. Kind of watching this Arsenal game, stress-free yeah. now, two up and 10 men. I mean, what more could you ask for? And I mean, honestly, my... My hands were like, you know, just all, all itchy and just uh, rubbing it together because I'm thinking, okay, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we go, we're gonna now boost up our goal difference because I mean we had a lot of catching up to do to Spurs, especially in the goal difference category. But I mean, 38th minute, uh, Martinelli ends up smashing the ball at the Leeds goal. Mesdia makes the save with his feet, and I mean for me, it, like, look, I don't even it's, it's complacency starting to set in, but it wasn't like they were. Having shots, but not that sort of you know that clinical where you want to be hundred percent sure that you you're bagging the goal. Then thirty ninth minute, Mesley against flaps at the Odegaard free kick. Lorente ends up clearing the ball off the line, and I mean they were also getting a point now when, when we're uh, approaching half time. I think it was about five minutes to go to half time. We I was actually starting to get not only frustrated, but I think we were also starting to get casual, losing the ball, like you know getting caught on the ball. And and I'm not trying to be too cocky for our own good. And and I was just thinking to myself, as we didn't like you know approach halftime and the players didn't walk off, my mind was actually thinking complacency is going to be our worst enemy in this game because you, you can actually see that the sort of that like, look that first 10, 15 minutes Arsenal looked totally on point like mentally and and you know like really want to take or tear the steam apart. But it's almost like when it got too easy for the for them, then they also become that that sort of you know, we're going to show both, we're going to do this, that. Because I think also uh, for me, what was irking me in that latter part of that, that first half, we're just hanging on too long with the ball. Instead of, yeah. you know, not, like, look, they're already down to 10, so let them run. Like, you know, send that ball to open space, let them do the running, you to do the, like, more clinical passing. But we were trying to, at times, show both, you know, even how many times they got caught on the ball, Arsenal. Yeah, I know it. And like you said, it's been our biggest enemy, and that's why we've conceded a lot of the time. You know, yeah. goals late. I mean, West Ham as well. You go back to it. I mean, we conceded in 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 that last five before you know half time, and it's just a it's just a problem. I don't know if it's a mentality thing or something that Arteta is is picked up on. I'm sure he has, or is it just the players? That, I mean, you can't sometimes you can't coach that. I think you know you can try to tell people to do it, but individual errors are always been our downfall at the moment. Yeah. Then second half, uh, 48th minute, Arsenal come out, you know, strong uh, second half. And our enough thought, uh, you know, there's another point now where we're going to steamroll the leads because I just yeah. thought, you know, halftime was the ideal point now for Arteta to have a talk with the lads. Uh, you know, it was like giving us a sort of different mindset. But for me, it was almost like we're heading down that little path again of complacency because, yeah, okay, 55th minute, 
Martinelli fires a goal from the cute angle, which means they close away. And I mean, I heard a lot of people, like even uh, pundits and podcasters, and they were talking of you know, Arsenal in full control. But all the time in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, look, it just takes one. Because I think even though that actually the commentator on the day that was doing our game, I think Andy Townsend was the co-commentator, but they all said, it just takes one. And then you look, even if you're 10 for 11, but I mean, it just takes one to put that, you know, that sort of that span of doubt into your head. No, and, 100%. Because you can be controlling a game how well. It takes one mistake after, you know, the, they, you know they th- maybe they score one, it's cat amongst the pigeons. And yeah. then it takes one mistake and the game's 2-2. Two, two. And then 62nd minute, Martinelli ends up scuffing a shot after a great boulder play by Cedric and Xhaka. Uh, four minutes later, again, you know, against the runoff play, seemingly from a Leeds corner, Diego Lorente ends up volleying in 2-1 for, uh, for Arsenal. Sorry. Um, during the second goal, Arsenal conceded from a set piece this season. I mean, you know, it's you know, we've been quite controlled, and like you mentioned, you know, 2 1 now. And you know, you, as an Arsenal fan, you're thinking to yourself, you know, come on, you can't throw this away. And Leeds now, you know, 10 men, you know, <laughs> down and out, you, suddenly, you know, looking at each other and say, come on, you know, we can we can try, we can push for this because now, I mean, they, there's belief in the camp now, yeah. Then 68 minutes, uh, Pepe ends up coming on for uh, Saka. Uh, two minutes later, Martinelli ends up going down with cramp. And I mean, he's, you know, like really struggling because I mean, the first years came on, tried to, you know, replenish him in that. Uh, but then uh, you could see he was struggling. I mean, he was offering nothing also on that flank then. Uh, what was it? Uh, 74th minute, El picks out Odegaard, who this time again lacks composure and ends up dragging his shot, you know, badly wide. Arsenal then immediately a few minutes later uh, bring on Smith Rowe and Martinelli comes off. So, I mean, we're now really like kind of pushing for the third, but also still looking vulnerable of conceding a, a, a equaliser for Leeds. Um, I mean, for me, like my point that I actually jotted down for the 84th minute, I mean, for me, we were just shockingly wasteful up till then. Yeah, I know. And, and, and Martinelli, as equally as he was doing well, I find that he should have, you know, been more clinical with his chances. And like you mentioned, Odegaard, I don't know, you know, I'm not saying he's, he's he's not playing well, but I don't know how to say it. Like, I'm not criticizing anything, but there's, I don't know, there's something lacking in his game now. And it's kind of... Shoot, you feel, that's my whole problem with him at the moment. I mean, he, look, for all his, his positives, we, he can, you know, play you in and stuff like that. But when you need him sometimes to take the initiative and shoot and, and really work the keeper... It's not like he's at the point where he rather lay off rather than work the keeper. Yeah, and he chokes his shots a lot of the time or miss eats it. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean, it, 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 I mean, Pepe also wasn't doing the best when he came on. I mean, after that Wolves game, I thought, you know, is this maybe the moment where he eats <laughs> on and you know can have a say in our season? But it, it just went woefully wrong for him at uh, Pepe. Yeah, then 89th minute was Leeds. You know, late season after the Arsenal goal this time. I'm also, you know, worrying that we, you know, getting ourselves into this position and, and almost like getting to a point where we can't dig ourselves out, really. Then, uh, 90th minute, <clears throat> Leeds corners and cleared by Arsenal. Uh, the ball and land side to Pepe on the offer line. I think he had one guy on him. And I honestly thought, and I think this was probably the, the uh, fans also all around thought, he's going to shoot because, I mean, there was no goalkeeper at all. And all he had to do was just aim a, a, like, you know, a shot on target. That's all he had to do. 
and he ends up cutting the ball inside. And I mean, when he, the minute he cuts inside, that whole coaching staff, because I remember the camera panning a, a bit to them, everybody just jumped out of their seats because, I mean, they were infuriated at, at what they were seeing. Yeah, no, and I don't blame them. I mean, you know, it, it kind of sums Pepe up at the, like, you know, at the yeah. moment. His time at Arsenal, I mean, on another day, he would have, you know, maybe done something and put the ball in the back of the net. But it's just too inconsistent. That, that at least summed up him at the club at the moment. Yeah. The 91st minute, like I said, it comes on for Eden Ketia, you know, just to wind down the clock. Um, then, of course, 93rd minute, the biggest scare for me was Firpo ends up winning a, a, a header in the Arsenal box. And I mean, I'm not sitting out of nowhere, Rodrigo pops up and he ends up with a back flick header, which I thought was going to actually loop over Ramsdale, but I mean, it actually was too weak, the header, the flick on by him, and he had to send the Ramsdale's hands. And I mean, the Ramsdale, of course, you know, slows the whole game down and I mean, eventually the ref blows for full time. Three points to Arsenal and, you know, you kind of wiping your... Well, me personally, was licking my lips, rubbing my hands together for going to the Tottenham Stadium. Yeah. Because I'm thinking to myself, there's a six-point swing that is to happen, you know? Either yeah. we win and Spurs lose, which kind of makes that gap. I mean, thinking to myself, I like, I was excited, but I also to myself, you know, before the game, felt a bit nervous, thinking to myself, you know, can do these guys have the balls to to kind of go to Tottenham and, and show that they want to win? They could, like, we get in top four right there. And I was excited because... Yeah. You know, this game was bold, you know, almost like the inverted commas, the top four version of Liverpool versus Man City. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, the game is usually now hyped up in the media and, and all over, really. Um, Arsenal, of course, going into the match unchanged. Um, but my take was all time. I mean, I can tell you now, I mean, I was going into this game very positive. I wasn't really, you know, listening to anything negative, like even coming from Arsenal fans or the media in general. But I mean, I was just thinking, first and foremost, go with a game plan to to the uh, Spurs Stadium, and you know, just stick to it and all that frustrate, and then you know, eventually like try to pick them off. But I mean, we go on the game, yeah. Because so, I agree with that because tactically, Spurs likes playing on the counter attack all the time. And this is the first time that they actually they had to go and win, they have to go and win the game because yeah. um, we don't have to win we fine any result is fine so Arsenal playing without pressure all they need to do like you said was stick to a plan follow through with it Spurs will eventually have to open up and yeah. that is when we capitalize. Yeah, so I mean the game kicks off at a frenetic pace, but like no real big chances uh, in the first uh, nine minutes. Then 10 minutes in, a uh, needless risk by Arsenal. Eden Ketia comes into our own half and then decides to do a back heel to the defence. Yeah. I mean, of course, the ball ends up falling short and gets intercepted. But I mean, Spurs nearly cash in, but Arsenal see off the danger. Yeah, there's a very intense physical opening. You know, both teams are evenly matched. People going in for challenges. But, you know, in the same breath, you're hoping players keep their head because... Yeah. You know, you, you don't want the moment to get to you where you make silly decisions. And like you said, you know, Nketiah was a bit a bit arrogant at that time. And that could have cost yeah. us. So, of course, 12 minutes, you can also see the Arsenal game plan kind of showing itself uh, with Son and Holding constantly at each other. You know, it, it was getting kind of physical also at some points. And I mean, for me, 
Well, my take of it, or I should, I should keep my thoughts a bit, like for a few of the other incidents, but for me, of course, holding gets warned, and I mean, we go, you know, back into the game. 16 minute, Martinelli ends up setting up Odegaard, but I mean, Ben Davis makes a good block. Yeah. Uh, then, 21st minute, uh, a penalty for Spurs. I mean, for me, a needless penalty, because I mean, for me, uh, Cedric could have actually just used upper body strength to kind of put Son off balance, but I mean, he actually goes in with, you know, hands raised. I mean, I'm not saying it was now a full shove or whatever, but I mean, for the with the ref being also that in close proximity, it looked like, you know, a solid shove, but I think Son also, of course, made the, a meal of it, but for me, you don't want to even put that seed of thought into the ref's head. Yeah, I think it was a very soft penalty, to be honest with you. I think it was... If I must be honest, very like you know, kind of a dodgy penalty that could have gone either way. But like you said, you know, that was very silly of Cedric. Individual error once again, whereby that didn't need to happen. Son wasn't going to get onto that ball. Like, well, yeah. what was the, the thinking behind that? And obviously, Tottenham didn't need to. I mean, um, Son didn't need any encouragement to hit the uh-huh. deck. And the crowd, obviously, they. I think that penalty was made under pressure. Then obviously, VAR said. No clear and obvious error. I mean, you know, fair enough. And, you know, you're kind of thinking, you know, as Kane stepping up, um, you know, Ramsdale to outwit him or something like that. But, you know, Eddie Kane, once again, you know, bangs in his goal against us who can't stop scoring whenever he plays Arsenal. Yeah. So, we move on to, to the 26th minute. Holding ends up pulling uh, Son back. And after three persistent fouls, the ref ends up, you know, booking Holding. Because... I mean, you can't say he was not warned. Yeah. Then, uh, about a minute later, Spurs, of course, up in the tempo. Uh, Harry Kane ends up bursting into the Arsenal box. And the, the defence were kind of asleep the way the, through the build-up play by Spurs. But, I mean, luckily, Tom Yasu's on point and he ends up yeah. charging the Harry Kane shot. Huh? Yeah, Spurs were really coming at it. And it felt like they had the momentum. But I think... You know, in my head, and I'm sure in the game plan, it is like, you know, they're only one up. You know, you score another yeah. game on. And I think, you know, we could maybe, you know, take the winner to their sales. But it's like Arsenal are just giving them more encouragement. Yeah. There's a 33rd minute for me, the turning point of the game. Holding ends up almost like making a sort of fist of shoulder, but that leads up to a... So the arm ends up raising as well. He ends up, you know, clipping Son in the face again. I don't think it was that powerful of a a forearm smash or elbow smash, but I just think to myself, that's a lot. I mean, you're already riding a yellow card. I mean, to even think of doing something like that to, against a player you've been having problems with from the get-go in the match. I mean, the ref then, of course, had no choice. A second yellow and we're down to 10 men. Infuriating. You know, stupid balding. I mean, all of those things leading up to that were silly, but... You know, again, Son, it's a reaction, just like with the penalty, that reaction kind of, you know, if he just had ran into him, you know, a lot of the time players just get up at him and he laid like they was, you know, broke his cheekbone or something yeah. like that. And obviously, you know, the crowd going on and, you know, the, I, I think the, 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 the ref, I think it was Paul Tierney, I think he was very much... I mean, look, I'm not saying they're not yellow, they're not red, and not a penalty. It, 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 it does get given sometimes. But, I mean, it, it just felt like he was always pressured into those kind of decisions. And, you know, either way, it could have gone. But, I mean, you know, we just are now down to 10 men, one all down. And, you know, you still have a glimmer of hope. You're kind of looking at Leeds as a blueprint that's like, 
you know, okay, you one all down, you know, maybe you can steal a goal on the counter. Yeah, I mean, but for me, like, this now also leads me now to this other, almost like a talking point within the uh, match summary. Um, I just think to myself, look, I, I don't know if it was Arteta that had this game plan set from the get-go of almost like mar- man-marking um, Son, but I mean, this is not just like my opinion and then with me also having played football and and stuff like that, I mean, I'm sure you and some of the listeners have also played football where you also have, you know, a different opinion on things. My point was that I just want to make is if you were centre-back and you can even compare it, say, to, um, say, Man, just for example now, to a Man City defence and a, and a um, Liverpool defence, that two centre-backs are not going to fall for the sort of tricks that, that Son was pulling. Because yeah. you could you see from the get-go, Son's whole, the, the whole point of Son was to draw, holding out of the position to break that sort of defensive line that we had. Because I can tell yeah. you now straight, if that was, uh, like, I'm, just, I'm not just giving Liverpool as an example, Van Dijk and, and whoever his partner is, whether it's Matip or Joe Gomez or uh, whoever, yeah, okay. or Konate as well, they are not going to just jump or dive in for that thing. Yeah. You would probably, yes. Somebody like Van Dijk would probably say, look, uh, Jordan, Anderson, or so-and-so, you track him back. You try to double up on him, whatever. We, the only time we, if he comes even into the final third, like really high up, then we'll spring into attack. But we yes. sort of, that sort of uh, discipline defensive line. And for me, because, you know, what, what drove me nuts at one point was that with the two, with Son and Holding get in a tangle, they are almost on the touchline near the Arsenal bench. Yes, so why, why are you holding me? Because, I mean, I can understand you want to play some of this defensive island, but then you play as a unit, you play as a group, because yes. all of a sudden you hold your, your defensive line, I mean, that's sort of the going around now, but I mean, your whole defensive line is totally at six and seven thing because it's not anymore a, like a discipline for a back four, because you're not missing a guy at the back and Nobody's filling in either, and nobody's also doubling yeah. up and helping, holding with, with Son. Because I just think to myself, from the get-go, Son had to be somebody else's target, not not the defense. The defense is still just stay disciplined. Maybe Al Nini, you know, Al Nini is not the. I mean, Al Nini is not slow, but Al yeah. Nini can someone that can hassle you. You know, he hassles you maybe into a tackle by someone else, and that would maybe frustrated Son. But you know, holding was you know stu- like uh, sorry to be blunt, but stupid. Yeah. I mean, why was he creating those fouls? If he gets past you, you shout to someone, like, you know, cover me, and then you cover in, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Then, I mean, uh, we barely even, like, kind of recovering from the man down. Within four minutes, uh, uh, Tottenham corner, Kane makes it eventually 2-0 because Arsenal, of course, allow Bentaker to outjump all of them because I see this whole huddle around him. One of them misses the chance. He outjumps them, floats his flick onto the back post. And I mean, you can't also put it in Kate yet to mark Harry Kane because no, he's no, unaware no. of what's happening behind him. And I mean, Harry Kane ends up ghosting in front of the back post and ends up diving the diving into the ball in. Yeah, it's 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 one of the comments they said, like, or was it the partners that um, Eddie Kitty's instinct is not to defend, so you will yeah. probably be more drawn to the ball. And you know, Kane makes it 2 0, and you you know, you're kind of hoping that maybe Ben Davis picks up a second yellow and maybe you can equal, I mean, make it 2 1. But it was very difficult, and I think the momentum just completely swung Spurs away. I mean, especially that second goal now, and you know, 
Arsenal, awesome. you're wondering how the heck or, or, or when or what are they going to be able to do to be able to bring themselves back into this game? You know, in 43rd minute, Eden Kitty ends up forcing Lourdes into a good save um, just before the half-time break. Uh, then second half, I mean, barely two minutes in, Kane ends up worming himself into the box. Arsenal kind of failed to, you know, block him. He ends up laying the ball off. And Son just toe-pokes the ball on from about uh, 14 yards. 3-0 Tottenham and for me, game set and match. Really. Yeah, I know. It was such a chore watching the rest of the game. You know, kind of hoping and playing. I mean, there were flashes and, like, you know, well, Odegaard again, you know, he can't seem to strike a ball so many times to, you know, and you, and what's, what was quite worrying is is that, you know, I was looking at how we didn't have a proper centre-back on, like, at, at, at the one, like, you know, with the yeah. partner, Gabriel, like, I was wondering, like, you know, is there a reason why Ben White's not coming in or are they racing yeah. for, for, for the weekend or, or, like, what's going on? Are you still there? Yes, yes, I'm there. I don't know what happened there. I was just talking about, you know, why Oteta never brought Ben White on. Yeah, but I mean, I, as we now spoke before, we even uh, did the call. Um, I still think we, when, look, when Holding got set off, Oteta told Ben Holding to, Ben Holding, Ben White to start uh, warming up. And I mean, the more you're waiting like for the sub to happen, or even at yeah. half time for the sub to happen, before, before, that, before the corner, the before yeah. the corner, remember the comment just all said, you know, why aren't they bringing Ben White on yet? And I just think he probably felt something in that warm up. He probably felt that these hamstrings are still not, you know, hundred percent right. And I think he probably because look, you know, he loves football, and I mean, he probably if he was feeling even like say seventy whatever percent, he would have probably said, okay. I'll jump in here because look, he even said he wanted to be on the bench there for the match today, for last night. But I, I just think something he probably found something was not right. And I mean, you only you know your own body, right? Yeah. And that was when he probably said, "Nah, I don't know." Yeah, it was three uh, 0 uh, down and ten men. And then I mean, like with what uh, fourteen minutes to go, Gabriel ends up having to you know sit this one out as. He probably felt something pulling his hamstring area. And I mean, it's like the worst time, as you said, we already not uh, like had to put out like a makeshift defense to partner uh, Gabriel. And I mean, in the end, we ended uh, end up having to play with, uh, what was it, Tommy Yasuo at centre-back, Xhaka trying to fall in somehow there. Yeah. Nuno Tavares as a wing-back. But I mean, funny enough, when we almost like had the three at the back, he actually, we actually looked for that little, I mean, it was a glimmer, but we actually yeah. a little bit dangerous when he was not yeah, there. Yeah, 100%, but, you know, uh, it's quite frustrating, and I might, you know, just go, talk about the game, but off topic also of the game, but like, you know, if Arsenal you know, don't win, the, like, get the Champions League spots, you got to blame themselves, I mean, yeah. you know, you... You have to beat what is in front of you. And I also think, you know, maybe Europa League, obviously I want Champions League. I would love Champions League. I miss seeing the anthem. But, you know, maybe Europa League currently is where we're at. You know, the only pro of Champions League is attracting the players that comes with it. You know, maybe we get two to three signings and maybe, you know, the pendulum shifts slightly. But, I mean, to, you know, throw a game away like that against Tottenham. Like, I mean, you, you can't do that in the Champions League. Like, look at Liverpool currently at the moment. I think we were 20 points behind them. 
I'm not saying we need to be, you know, chasing them, but I mean, 20 points. Yeah. And I mean, look, like I messaged you this morning and we were sending voice notes to each other. Um, look, if you take Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City lost three for the, so far for the, uh, like, uh, lost three out of 36. Uh, Liverpool lost two out of 36. Uh, Chelsea lost six out of 36. Then you come to Arsenal and Spurs and it's like Arsenal lost 12 from 36 and Spurs to 11 of 36. So it shows you that that is sort of gulf that you have to overcome because because when you start, you know, something you always told me and, and always sticks in my head also is like when you, you know, when the season is over, then you actually start looking for where you could have made up the points. And, and yeah. I mean, there were too many of that. 12, I mean, look, we only draw about three, three games. But, I mean, for me, that, that losses column, is, it looks bad. Yeah, you, you, you're 100% correct. And for me, you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to look at Crystal Palace and say, oh, we should have beaten Crystal Palace. You know, yeah. that game goes either way. I mean, City didn't go there. City, Tottenham lost there. City lost there. It's not an easy hunting ground. But then you go to Brighton at home. I yeah. know Spurs lost there. I mean, they did beat United 4-0. But, I mean, that shouldn't have been a 2-1 loss. I mean, yeah. look at Southampton even. You know, going to Southampton, you know, losing to Southampton at, 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 away from home. Not good enough. And even for me, you know, no disrespect, but Burnley, that 0-0 game. Yeah. I mean, those are points that you even take. You know, turn draws into losses, draw to Brighton, maybe even beat Southampton or draw to Southampton, beat Brighton. Extra four points and, you know, you add an extra two more for that six points difference alone. I mean, I'm not even asking to for, for much here against teams we should beat, but this guy's like collapsed at the weirdest of times, picked themselves up and now we go to a Newcastle side who Liverpool struggled to beat and I'm quite frankly worried about, like you mentioned as well, you know, Gabriel, you know, injured, you know, you don't know what the extent is. And Ben White, you know, easy fit to play because if not, you know, where do we go from here? Yeah, because then you're going to say I have to stop dipping to the youngsters. And this is where I also find at times that at fault with uh, Arteta where, I look, I'm a type of person when you, like whether I watch a team play, you know, from the start of the season to right to the end of the season. I also like uh, manages to keep the squad fresh. Well, not just fresh. I mean, of course, I know we, we uh, lack European football, but look, if you're not going to have, like, I'm not, I'm just not hypothetically speaking, like uh, that uh, Zach Swanson, I think, or something like that, is his name, that, that uh, youngster that's on the bench for us at the moment. That guy should have already, in, in certain games, you were almost like seeing off. Yeah. You know, when we go, like, say, five at the back or whatever, let him get that few minutes in, or even let him play as a uh, you know, like a deep, very deep line holding midfield, but you give him minutes because now you're not letting somebody make his, you know, like his full debut or something. But he's like cold, really cold. Yeah. I so, agree with you. I mean, even uh, like, you know, like, let's say not an intense affair where you, you one nil up, but you know, maybe you three nil up, there's like five minutes to go or two nil up, five minutes to go. And you're like, okay, you know what? Let, let me give him a chance now. The game is not heated. It's you know, tapering off. Let him get a feel of the environment and things like that. But now you're going to ask this guy, you know, maybe to play against Newcastle, yeah. the second last game of the season, their last home game of the season. You know, all the chips are stacked against him. You know, he has to, he has to perform because if we lose, you know, or draw, we end up um, 
you know, in in, in, in throwing the, the top four probably um, initiative away to Tottenham. And imagine he makes a mistake that leads to a kind of a goal that we concede and it impacts the result. Like the confidence and everything that it's, it's small little things that can end up to being a big thing. I mean, I was just thinking now, you know, if, if push comes to shove now, like when you see what we're not chasing for, I mean, I would actually already from look with the, the next game is Monday. I would actually check already, like say tomorrow, you know, look tomorrow. I think Arteta is also having a presser, uh, a pre match presser. And I'm just thinking to myself, what of even getting or seeing if. What what Thomas Party can still offer? If there is yeah. anything in it, I mean, look, I'm not saying because uh, uh, look, he's also very skeptical about you know making use of, of Thomas Party. But I'm just like, just trying to think of just some sort of makeshift defense that that will be able and capable of say holding uh, Newcastle at bay. Because look, I'm not saying they're gonna you know just overrun us. Because I've already looked at these stats the last few games, and the minute you get through to the defense, they are quite iffy. Really, if we like LaSalle, uh, I think she is now out for the season, I think possibly. But I mean, they, they are they, they can be you know, you can really ever go at them, but because I mean, their main like with Newcastle, I mean, it also now leads me into the preview for Newcastle. Uh, I mean, their key players are St. Maximin, Shelby, and Joel, Joel Linton. And I mean, this, this is like two of them are attacking, and I mean, Shelby is quite even though he's in midfield. He does push up very high to act almost like as an extra forward if they need be if need be. So I mean I think that that should also be something to, to look out for. And but for me, uh, the one shocking set for me I've also picked up with with a game coming up. Uh, Arsenal haven't kept a clean sheet in eight matches now. Yeah, I, I heard they said that yesterday. It was like it was seven in a row yesterday, and now it's it's eight. So. You know, that needs to be sorted out. I mean, you know, you don't concede goals, you stand a chance of winning. I mean, you you maybe say you don't concede three goals against Palace, you draw, you don't concede, you know, two against Aiton, you at least draw or win. And same can be said against Southampton. So, you know, we really need to sort our defence out. Because I'm telling you, if Chris, I think Chris Wood's there at, at, at Newcastle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if he gets, you know, the upper hand, and he always likes scoring passes. So, you know, Arsenal better also, you know, watch themselves in this in this game against Newcastle because I do not want to be messaging you on a Monday night, you know, feeling gutted that, you know, we just threw this top four race away. And like I said, you know, um, top four, you know, is, is, is my ultimate goal and I would love to have top four and the players that come with it, with it. But, you know, is it viable option for Arsenal, you know, playing two intense affairs back-to-back. I mean, we've been struggling to play, you know, with when we we only play really once a week, we still look lackluster at times. Like, would we be able to keep up that momentum in in the Champions League and the thing and, and, and Premier League? I mean, I just think to myself, like, with, just talking now with regards to the Premier, Premier League, I just think we need to, like, that sort of I mean, look, we've not talked about this for years now already, but I still don't think we have that sort of, uh, you know, game plan where, you know, we can see a game off, but also not just see a game off, almost like, like really destroy a team. Because, look, Man United were there for the taking. We end up making almost like it uh, tougher than it was. Yeah. Uh, with Chelsea, I mean, we, we almost like kind of played very conservatively, but also exploited when they made errors and that. 
But I think other than that, we, we just don't have that sort of, you know, like, look what with Man City. They can be three up, like, say, by 70 minutes. But you know, if, like, I mean, you might not watch the game, but then you know, come full time, it's easily going to be five goals that they scored at the end of the game. Or, say, with Liverpool, they can be for ages down, like, a goal or whatever, but you know, eventually, they're going to come out top. And that's the sort of mindset I want our players yeah. to have, where they just don't. So, look, of course, yesterday I felt sorry for the majority of the squad because even Ramsdale was like keeping the score, you know, down because it could have been even worse. But I just think to myself, we also need to to start that, you know, that iron out that individual errors. Find almost like wiser ways. You want to play almost like that, what they call tactical fouling. Do it cleverer. But, I mean, you can't yeah, stand no. right in front of the ref and you yeah, hands no. on people. You can't. We need to learn from other teams because we always get tactically fouled. But, I mean, we do it, obviously, and get sent off, which is not tactical. It's stupid. Because, I mean, if you think of if you ever look at that, that uh, game again, obviously, um, not that it was one to watch it, but that incident with some, it's like the ref is like five or ten feet away from the whole thing, and he sees it all right in front of him. Yeah, no madness, but uh-huh. let's hope we can turn it around. I mean, yeah. two big, big games, probably the two biggest games of our season all of a sudden. And, you know, Newcastle, nothing to play for, but, you know, maybe they, are they are they capable if they win? Do they make any progress in the table or are they just actually playing now for the sake of just getting the season over? Because, I mean, let's hope that's the case because, let me see, they are 14th now, but, I mean, a win and Leicester loses or whatever, they go back into the top half, possibly. Yeah, but I mean, I think Newcastle are like with that they over forty, so I mean that's safe already. So I think it's just down to you know, you know, do they still want to try to, you know, because I think even if they, what I think what you were not trying to mention, if they still get to win, they can even jump another three or four places even. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, my take is just, I mean, my yeah, I know. Okay, we got the job to do, but I think the only hope we also have. Is like if Burnley can do something. Yes, I, in- I think that that's my worry as well. Like I, I can't believe that we have to depend on maybe Burnley to to eke out a draw or a win because we just don't have faith that the Arsenal, you know, yeah. that they that they going to drop, possibly slip and fall on their faces. It's going to be heartbreaking, and I'm telling you, I'm going to feel proper gutted. But at the end of the day, I think if we don't win these two games. We don't deserve Champions League football, and and yeah. that's the, the the harsh reality of it. It's just it's, it's the truth. Yeah, because I mean it's gonna. I mean I, I don't know how many times I've also seen we we are I mean, like I feel for Arteta where he sometimes will say you know we had a game plan and nobody stuck to it. That 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 for me infuriates me because I think you mentioned it the other day where you said you know El really looks like somebody that listens when yes. You know, he's given a, a, a order or a, a tactical a chore to do. He does it. He but does it. There's, there's too many in the team at the time. Just drift and do their own thing. Or, you know, the the options, you know, like, as you know, sometimes when you hear people say, everything must be snappy, snappy when you're doing things. And we sometimes will hang on to the ball, like, you know, like a team that is fighting for the title. And I think you guys aren't there yet. You need to. Show you, you know, show you uh, uh, your strength the other way. Have yeah. sharper, snappier pass because you're not going to see Liverpool or City or even Chelsea with almost like half admiring the, the what they just did now, the skills and whatever, or little flicks and tricks. First, get the result. Then you do those sort of things or for showboating. 
But now you, you can't do this. We want to like showboat where the gamers are on a knife edge. It don't work like that. Yeah, no, we can't. Yeah. It needs to be improved. But yeah, big game Monday and let's hope we can do it. I mean, long weekend now without football for like, you know, it is hope maybe Sunday Spurs makes our Monday a bit easier. You know, we yeah. take it from there. Yeah. Okay, guys. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. I mean, I know it's been miserable, but I mean, enjoy some time with the family as well. We bring gets, gets a smile back <laughs> on your faces. Take care, guys. Enjoy. Bye. Enjoy, guys. Bye.